Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Reload Podcast. My name's Lee Maxwell and as usual I'm joined by... Nigel Lamont And Connor McCann. This is episode number 51 and we have a fun episode hopefully lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about some Christmas presents, hopefully give you a few ideas, some inspiration if... For most of you, if you're men, you probably haven't even started your Christmas shopping yet. You'll probably start about Christmas Eve. 23rd, usually. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I'm just on a side note, I'd like to point out that you guys didn't get the memo about wearing Christmas jumpers for this recording. Uh, you're lucky I'm wearing clothes, to be honest with you, the way I feel. There's an image for you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so I've turned it up in my lovely Christmas jumper just to reinforce the Very Christmas presents uh, episode. Well, I'll wear mine for the next one. I'll not. You'll wear clothes. You'll <laughs> yeah. wear clothes, Connor. I'll wear clothes. You probably don't even own a Christmas jumper. I don't. I think someone bought me one last year. Was it a Star Wars one? Yeah. I you know me with anything that's beyond a t-shirt. Like, it's not really my thing. Bit itchy. <laughs> uh, so if you need any further inspiration, you can listen back to last year's Christmas present episode. Which if I was prepared, we would know. Episode 24. Oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. That's what you get paid the big bucks for in that's here. It. That's it. Hold it all together. <laughs> Yeah, so we did this before, as Leah's mentioned, and it was quite good, fun sort of researching. And it was one of my favourite episodes, I think, from last year. I really yeah, enjoyed do. it. Not the Christmas do, we just were both rode off. I don't really remember that one. <laughs> well, I'm sort of still on Rudolph. I was in my work do last night. You that's, can definitely hear it. That's why you can hear my low tones. <laughs> <laughs> so, but look, we'll kick look, off. Look, look what I go through you to get here, folks. You know. That's it. Man <laughs> suffers for his art. <laughs> We'll kick off as usual though with our what's new with us section. So Nigel, what's new with you other than a hangover? Yeah, um, just a few wee things. Not, haven't done any serious work on any cars as usual. It's winter, it's Baltic, motivation's low. An issue, I don't think I was talking about the last time, but I, I currently drive as a daily a 2010 A4 Avant. Quite a nice one of that. Thank you. And I was up with Andy Maxwell a week and a half ago. And I, the light came up in the dash, you know, oh, the, the lights, your tail light needs replaced. So I says, Dandy, do you have any bulbs there? I'll quickly fire the, a bulb in it. And uh, he says, uh, bad news, Nigel, that's an LED tail light. Oh, no. You have to back a complete oh, new, unit, new unit. Nice. So uh, quick look on Eurocar parts. And uh, there's two variations in that model, apparently. Apparently the early models are bulb. Okay. And then the later models are LED. Of course, mine's LED. So of course. Over, well over £100 later, um, I've fitted a new... You no uh, longer have a tail light out? Yeah, no longer have a tail light out. That's the same. Um, when I was talking to Andrew about it, he says, I, I looked on the Eurocar parts website quickly and you know was able to price it there and then, what sort of money it was and all the rest of it. But Andy gave me a good story about uh, one of his customers. I think she rang up one night and she says, can I call up to put a new headlight bulb in? I think, they don't quote me, Andy, I'll probably shout at the radio or shout at the... I don't, what are you, you don't shout at the radio anyway, you shout at the phone, the recording, <laughs> whatever. One of the things. Um, she called up, it was a 2017 A3, but it was a headlight out and it was, uh, I think it was an LED headlight. Oh, lovely, yeah. And if I recall correctly, I think headlight plus coating by Audi... 1500 quid so you can't oh. even just put the headlight in it's a, oh, a whole nice. new unit because it's led or whatever I think lovely it is. and it needs coded after that coded, yeah. that's delightful so listen up folks new school sucks so um, what you're saying is the bore is doing like, all right i uh, they, they for uh, it just happened to be this week as well a tail light went out on the edition 30 i drove down to my local auto parts i paid 50 pounds for a bulb i fixed the problem that's some difference like you know yeah yeah advancements aren't always advancements it seems yeah. Like these pretty lights are all good and well, 
technology. It's great when it's going well, but when it's not. No. Bend over. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I never really thought about that before, yeah. It's like the headlights in the Sepoib. I'm just waiting on something going wrong with one of them. Like, oh, the Byzanons? Yeah, that Byzanons, and they do the whole steer around the corners thing. and all, So I'm just like, yep, once that happens, Take bend over. And drive it in the wall and say, somebody stole it. Aye, <laughs> claim off insurance. <laughs> also, uh, I've mentioned last time that Jack's driving, I think, didn't he? Yes, he did. Or he was about to be anyway. Yes, got his car thrilled the bits he had his first driving lesson we arranged it with a local driving guy who um, does the lessons in a Polo GTI I think uh, that's so cool rather yeah, fresh awesome. GTI so he's a happy boy at the moment but um, already it's a 2009 Polo the V3 cylinder started giving issues so I had a bit of, of a full set of coil packs and spark plugs <laughs> so uh, big shout out to Danny Maxwell for steering sort me right with this whole so uh, yeah a Polo GTI I learned to drive in at the time when I was learning to drive, it was all diesels because diesels were harder to stall for people. Mm-hmm. And of course, the guy that I got was driving a 1.4 petrol Civic. So me with my big clawed hopper boots at the time was struggling <laughs> with that a bit. Um, what did you guys learn to drive in? Fiesta Clio. slash the Nova. Not true. Cleo. Cleo. Yeah, Clio so nothing fancy as a Polo GTI then. No. Fair enough, Jack. Good man. <laughs> uh, just finally, I had planned to get the Edition 30 mapped at the Rolling Road Day. You, if you just follow the GTNA social media sort of accounts, you'll find that we had to basically postpone it last minute due to Storm Arwen. Yes. And we just thought the storm was meant to settle past then, just as we're going to start the rolling road day. Uh-huh. So we just made the call on Thursday, I think, before the event. Look, we're going to have to postpone this because there's people, there was predictions of snow. And where that was is quite high up, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and all the rest. And we just thought, no, we'll just delay it for two weeks. Um, so apologies to anybody, but safety first and all that. And it turns out in the end that they had a few problems uh, with storm damage anyway at Autotune. Oh, so, so you couldn't even get it done I yourself? Think got the, I don't think we got the place sort of in shape until late morning. So, nah, fair enough. So I think it worked out right. all right. So it's now rescheduled uh, for the 11th of December. There's a few guys that have pulled out, so there will be spaces available. Uh, I might take one of those. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, yeah, no map in the edition 30. I'm going to go, go someday on my own and get it done. I get it sorted. Because I can't make the 11th of December. That's due, a pity. Due to work commitments. No, Leon Alba there then. Whoop whoop. Um, is that you? Yep. Are you yawning? Nothing too exciting. Connor and I were over in Scotland at the weekend there and uh, we had a great time, but it was nothing really car related. We went to the science museum. That was good crack. Done a lot of science, bitch. Is it true museums in Scotland are free? No. That one, or is that just that one wasn't. Some of them are. Uh, but I think the, Lauren told us that the Glasgow actual like proper museum museum is free to go into. It yeah. bu- was a bus trip. Um, you know the tour they do around Edinburgh in the bus uh-huh. trip mm-hmm. and I, I think I remember the guide going all museums in Edinburgh are free that's impressive there must be it? certain museums you know, yeah like, was the transport museum free with donations I think Dublin it Dublin's, was a donation yeah I think Dublin's the same Dublin. I think the Ulster Museum in Belfast is free no, it's free no, no. is it no. not it used to be uh, no. I, I remember paying into it mm. well that's if you're ever in Glasgow that transport museum we went to two years ago was absolutely fantastic Lee spent hours on running about like an idiot yeah got a sticker you did what else you got then uh, got the superb serviced yep that was expensive well not in the long run <laughs> no got a wee phone call while we were away in Scotland from the guy at the dealer and he was <laughs> the guy he was so apologetic he was like I'm really sorry 
they're making us phone around everybody to offer these service packages. And he sounded so like defeated. <laughs> defeated. He's like, I really don't want to be phoning everybody. But it turned out it was actually quite a good deal, so I took it. Was uh, that Howard Abraham or Yeah. Yeah. So they end up getting like a not a two for one on the servicing, but it wasn't far off it kind of yeah. thing. It was a lot the second service was significantly cheaper, which is good. It's not really like you use a main dealer either, but for that it was Here, why handy. Not? It's yeah. just handy. I used I used to take it to a fella and um, Belfast because I knew them quite well and they're good guys and they did it for a good price and I used to get the parts out of work but it was still like pay him pay the parts go and pick up the parts drive to Belfast blah 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 Hardy Abrams is literally 10 minutes from here aye and you get your and you get the stamp, stamp in the book and everything yeah. and it's just like yeah, alright it's just convenience yeah yeah. but when it comes to brakes and because that's going to be coming up fairly soon I would I say I'll take it somewhere else on now? 81 81 that's uh, about yeah, it's pretty low for you, considering you have it, what, a year and a half anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just after the last recording, the three of us headed down to the Rebel Drifting, which... I, I forgot oh, yeah. all about yeah, that. Yeah, was an absolutely fantastic night. Yes, um, shout out to our... Contact. Contact that got us in the VIP. And he did indeed. Us, thank you very much for a lovely evening. It, uh, yeah, it was a brilliant. bottle of wine, I, I believe. He already got him it. Happy days. <laughs> Yeah, so just a few highlights tonight for me was Connor Faldi, who was a 14-year-old and a 700-horsepower, I think. Off the top of my head, it was an S14. Yeah. I think it was the second or third time out in the drift car, they said. And, like, to be fair, going out in front of that crowd, th- second or third time, fair play to you, like, because mm-hmm. that's a lot of pressure, 2,000 people watching you. Some of them cars are just insane. Yeah, it fascinates Ke- Kevin, me. Kevin Quinn's one with anti-lag. Oh, the one thing's an Mental. animal. Yeah. that man is so accurate. Yeah, and just bouncing off the limber the entire yeah. time. Um, I think Richard Bradley deals with his engines. I think so, yeah. Oh, no, either that or they're, no, they're close friends anyway. Yeah. Turns Fury in the R32 when I no practice runs or anything, got himself straight into the, yeah. the top eight. That was just amazing. He just yeah. came out and usually... I sort of thought to myself, this would be interesting to watch. He's going to wreck all around him. He didn't arrive on the Saturday for practice. He, no, straight in. I think that night was his first... It was impressive. Like, <laughs> uh, And then Stephen Halferty, who we had on, was... like Stephen's driving's precision. It's so, so good. Yeah. And then he... When he done the like the big ball that they've to hit, it wrapped around the back bumper and he just That's it, right, he dragged it around. It with added him. about three foot onto the back end of the car and he just wiped cones out left, right and centre yeah. and it just killed his run, which is unfortunate. But it was a cold night, but it was great crack. Like I really, really yeah. enjoyed it. Cheers for running that, Nigel. Yeah. What else did we do? I nearly got killed by well, that's an exaggeration, but I did meet a car coming around a roundabout the wrong way last weekend, like, mm. which was an interesting one. I haven't seen that in quite a while. Um at the shopping centre roundabout at Rushmere. So I have this theory that when you go to places like shopping centres and there's roundabouts involved, that everyone just loses their mind and it's just chaos and I try to avoid them. And living in Craigavon, there's just roundabouts and shopping centres everywhere. So I was going, I can't remember where I was going, but I was coming around the roundabout and next thing there's like two lanes one way, two lanes the other way, on and out of the roundabout. And the car come up the two lanes the wrong way and on to the roundabout the wrong way. All the traffic stopped and he just put his hand up and just on a three-point turn and drove off. I was like, hmm, <coughs> fantastic. That's so, weird. Shout out to that weirdo. We've booked our flights for Florida, Lee. We have. So Not jealous at all. Yeah, well, we're not away yet, don't worry. Um, and it's adding up significantly more than I thought it was going to be. Because I think the last time we went to the States, I had worked out that it was cheaper to hire a pickup. And it was even to hire like the base model car or Fiesta. And it's not the case in this point, so... Uh, Have they that, changed their policy or something? It's, I think maybe it's just depending on the side of that airport or not, because the other one was such a small airport. This is in Orlando. 
So we're flying over for Eurotripper, uh, and then we're going to stay with the Inalea for... Two weeks, you said, wasn't it? Yes, two weeks. So there's a few ones coming down to Eurotripper to meet us, and then going up to Ian and Leah to stay, who we had on the lockdown logs. Yeah. So we'll go out and have a bit of You'll fun with them. you to take the Zoom recorder with you, Connor? Yes, yeah. do a few recordings and yeah. chat a few people. But it should be fun, um, apart from the fact it's going to be 24 degrees, which is cold for Florida, but boiling hot for me. Let me just take a moment to feel sorry for you. Here. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else have we on? Black Friday. Did you see the Black Friday with the go garages, the 120 a liter? Yeah, uh, my work is just around the corner from one of the garages. Oh, chaos. Yeah. They queued back for, like, I don't know, people must have been sitting in queues for 45 minutes to save 20p a liter. I was just sitting thinking, who was I talking to about this? The, the, go must approach one of their suppliers and go, we're going to buy a million gallons. I Can you do it for 120? And Yeah, and then because there's, there's, a not, there's not that much profit in petrol for to drop a 20p a liter. No. Oh, yeah, well, that's, we talked about that before quite recently. We, yeah. uh, was it Laura's dad had the petrol station? Like, and it's points not. of pants he was getting. Um, but yeah, like, I just look at that and think, I value my time more than saving well, four pounds th- over rough, a tank fuel. No, I think it's more than that because if it's 20p a litre and you're, well, just Say get 40, calculated there. 40 litres. No, a tank's 60 litres. 60 litres. 12 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So, no thanks. I'd rather not. Um, I end up. I would definitely punch somebody in that queue. Like it depends if, like, if there wasn't a big queue and you were passing anyway. Oh, hundred percent. Happy days, but I wouldn't be driving out of my way. Aye, there's probably some clampers that have spent a favour in diesel to go to that. Yeah, and then waste half an hour time queuing and then idling and oh, yeah. just I don't get it at all. Like, but fair play, please, if you're at it. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of our listeners will be because they tend to be quite smart. I think there was a restriction on the amount of liters you get, or a hundred oh, really? pound, pound maximum or something. Uh, I think there was something. It doesn't go far at the minute, unfortunately. Yeah. I think they were scared of somebody pulling up in a tanker and just going, you. Uh, a Bowser or something, <laughs> thousand liter Bowser in the back of her. No, that that's pretty much as much as we've been doing with cars, wise. Cool. Ordered some stuff on uh, Autodoc Black Friday for oh, the Jetta. Yes. It hasn't arrived yet, so it's not really news yet, but it's on its way. Yeah, Black she's Friday. It's usually about a 10 to 14 day wait, I think, usually. That's yeah. Like. So, that's, uh, yeah, Lee's, Lee's birthday yesterday. So Happy birthday. <gasps> that's right. And I got some automotive theme presents, you as did? usual. I got uh, some gearbox mounts for the Jetta. Yeah, so we're putting an OTA gearbox into the Jetta. Very make good. it a bit more civilized uh-huh. and I was going to say I think they're in here somewhere they are I think they're over <laughs> behind you there um, the conversion mounts for it and what else you got and a new Milwaukee drill so oh, sweet there we go yay do you just sit in the living room some nights just going <laughs> <laughs> what about the drill <laughs> <laughs> makes that noise after gins is that it <laughs> I also got from my sister uh, this mysterious piece of purple Plastic, three D printed plastic, which I was like, couldn't figure out what this is at all. And it always it had like four little legs on it, so it obviously clips into something. I was looking at it going, that goes into like an air vent or something, uh-huh. and then it's just like a little square thing on the end. It looks like a little like a wee picture frame, nearly. Yeah, right. we were sort of holding it vertically, thinking you put something into it. It's a, it's a holder for your McDonald's dip. Oh, VIP. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> She knows Lee well, like to be fair. Class. Dip them nugs. Premium Get them chicken nuggies on the go. Yeah, so that's that's definitely us as much as we've done automotive-wise yes. then. So we'll move on to our news proper then. Aye. Who Nig- wants to go first? Nigel, you have the most. Do you want to go first? Right. Um, a bit of news, sort of what's happened recently, but last weekend, 27th, 20th of November, was the Killarney, Killarney Historic Rally. 
and I was just following a few social media accounts, one of them being um, Ross Delaney and the images of classic rally cars from the 70s, 80s, 90s. Mark Hearn was sent me Unreal. links to it on Instagram. Like, I was just like, I'd love to be at that. The highlight for me was Craig Green in the E30. Group, group A E30 M3. Absolute audio nirvana. Yeah. There just, was a... Was it the was a video they done with a camera on the front bumper doing a run up through yeah. the mountain? Oh, it's so good! And he ended up winning the thing like yeah. so. Um, there's video footage of him coming up over corners, long runs in, and he's just flat to the tin, like just yeah. like so what rallying used to be. It's just the sound of that four cylinder is just unreal. That's everybody kind of jets on four cylinders, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking I too. Think, when uh, I was listening to it. I think it was Andy Totten, basically. Um, Sent me an Instagram video and he basically says, uh, not to be said for a four cylinder still. How does that sound so good? Yeah. 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 But uh, I think they're ITBs, are they? I think they, probably I, are. they would be. Yeah. That's probably yeah. why they sound so good then. Um, also, I was following um, Kean Donnelly. Shout out to Kean, the listener. Um, he went to the RAC rally in Kielder Forest, I think it was, or I was following him and his coverage. What I particularly liked about it was, as well as his photos and coverage, was. He drove his 106 rally to it. Oh, yes. Oh, class. Oh, that's cool. So, um, yeah. 106 wants to join in. Shout out to Kian. That was really cool. I enjoyed following his stories over the weekend and stuff. I and must check him out, actually, because you know, as people like drop in and out of your algorithm and you yeah. don't see much stuff. I know Kian's a fantastic photographer. Like, Yeah. Uh, just a quick shout then. Kian has, uh, I think he's an online store there. He does some fantastic prints. So if you look him up on Instagram, if you follow his links in his bio, he does some really cool photos if you want to order something. So We're talking about Christmas presents, so well, there we go. There's something he, has, else. he has an online shop, support Kian because um, he's a great, great photographer. Yeah. Yep. Do you know why everyone ha- just happens to have a Nissan R32 GTR lying about that needs a bit of work done to it? Oh yeah, I've got two. Bar finds everywhere. Ten yeah. a penny. Well, if you're in that category... I've seen now that Nismo, as in Nissan Motorsport branch, will actually take the car and restore it for you now. So I'm sure that's very cheap, Connor. Yes. Please continue. So Mazda, I think I talked about it last year, Mazda are now doing this with MX-5s. So you can take your MX-5 back to Mazda and they will cut 80% of the car away because it's rotten. I was just going to say, I hope they've good welders. Exactly. <laughs> add all the metal back in. Um so essentially what Nismo are doing, I would say, will be a lot more expensive than Mazda. So they're stripping it down to a bare shell. Uh, any rot or anything's replaced and they'll check the chassis actually for like uh, torsional rigidity. And say anything that needs rectified will be rectified. Engine stripped down, gearbox stripped down, bushes, burns, ball joints, the whole drivetrain. Um, the only thing they can't do... It's fabric in the interior simply because they're still tied with Nissan. They can't retrim with the original fabric because it's not doesn't meet the fire retardant standards. So they'll go to the R35, which to me, if you're going into this kind of detail, you wouldn't be doing R30 the R35 fabric into an R32. But if you don't want that, they'll just kind of clean it up. It kept saying that if it needs replaced, they'll replace it. For the money that this is, I would want it all replaced, like mm-hmm. double rebuild kind of thing. Um it's 45 million yen, which works out to be 300,000 pounds as a guide price. Right. To flip that there, do you ever hear the YouTuber Tommy Effia? Yes. He's now full flat at R- doing that full restoration stuff. Uh-huh. He started off in a unit, moved to another unit. Then when he started to do this sort of, he was always known as his attention to detail to his builds. Uh-huh. He has translated that into a service now where 
everything's taken out, anodized, rebuilt, perfection. He offers the upgrade parts, you know, and er, engine bays, all the rest of it. Like a wrestling mod, he'll build yeah. it exactly how you so want. So you bring it as R32, R33. I don't think he's doing R34s, but he has now moved into an old Volkswagen dealership up near, uh, I think it's Connecticut there. Yeah. Not too far. I think he's an R from Jimmy Oaks' place, but... Um, He's flat out with R32s and R33s. Well, I bet it's not 300,000. I keep hitting that table, sorry. Um, that's, my, that's my bone in my... <laughs> it sounds sore. Yeah. Um, I think he mentioned prices and he's starting at 15 to 20 grand for a, a an engine sweep. You know, they uh-huh. take it out, do the bay, reanalyze bolts, stuff like that. And then options will go up, obviously. But he actually has... Uh, is it Hurt from Hoonigan? Yes. That's he, right. He is he his grade GTR. there now. So there's... A different service, and I would say, as much as Nissan will be very good, I would say Tommy's very particular. That step up again, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're going to build you exactly what you want. Well, and it's yeah. like, if you give Tommy £300,000, he'll do something insane. for you. Um, even closer to home there, you have Resto Shack in uh, England. Have you seen those That's guys? Right, yeah. They yeah. actually have a guy from here's, I think it's a, I'm probably getting this wrong, but it's a 260Z, I think, mm-hmm. with a the rb26 into it and nice. they're doing like full quarter panels off rest rectifying any rust work and all but like if there's a hundred grand in that car i wouldn't be surprised but it's not 300 grand you yeah. know i just sort of think to myself if you went an independent it's going to be but then you'll not have the prestige of nismo having touched it so that would be the issue yeah i'd like you wonder who's going to pay nissan three hundred thousand for that service really for a car that's probably 80 grand anyway yeah and it's probably not going to be a rough one, but no, I suppose it's something they can look and offer and go, well, we're doing this for the enthusiast. It'll maybe be some collector with stupid money going, ah, going some ahead. Some oil barn type. Yeah. 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 What about you, Lee? Uh, my first one is about uh, my favourite subject, EVs. Of course. <laughs> You're our EV specialist now, Lee. I don't know. She just gets so worked up about it. Well, I'll try not to get worked up about this one, but no promises, like. So as the UK prepares for a stop of all internal combustion engine vehicles after 2030 and hybrids by 2035. Boo. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously, you'll only be able to buy battery electric vehicles after 2035. Uh However, there are only around 25,000 public charging points currently in the UK. Sounds a bit right. Obviously, far fewer than is going to be needed. So one way that the government is hoping to you know, help with the infrastructure is to force all real estate developers to include charging stations in their new residential projects. So that means all new homes built must have an EV charging point in them. The other way to say that is government overreach. Yes. It also applies to new shopping complexes and supermarkets and stuff like that. They'll all have to have these. So here's a quote, which doesn't even make any fucking sense. That's a big good. The force driving the change won't be government. It won't be business. It will be the consumer. It will be the young people of today who can see the consequences of climate change and are demanding better from us. But that's just like patently that's just goes, not true. Well, the young people aren't demanding that every new house has a... No, they're not. No, it's the government demanding it, so it's exactly the total it's opposite. absolute bollocks. Yeah. What, what is going on with that? Well, do you know what that's going to do? That's going to ramp up the price of your houses. Yeah. That's exactly what it's going to do. Interesting. And I think it's been proven now that the manufacturing process of making an EV carbon footprint is actually heavier than a normal petal engine. Of course, yeah. Or a petal car. 
It's, uh, so I, how's that? I ranted about that way last year. Yeah. Remember about the where the lithium and stuff comes from for the batteries? Like it's just it's not like I, I think electric cars. It'll have a few decades, but hydrogen or some other alternative fuel source is the answer. Electric, isn't it? I don't know what the deal is with hydrogen, because we're talking about hydrogen when I read years. Max Power 20 it, years ago. There's James Bond. There's, I think it was second, the second James Bond, the Solace, uh, Quantum Solace. Uh-huh. The VV4 is on the boat. Or, sorry, or hydrogen. hydrogen. Um, I think the big panic always was like the storage of it. You know, that's the, the thing. But then you yeah. look at petrol. You know, yeah. you're not going to run about with petrol dust all over either. Like I don't know. Well, that sounds funny. Thanks yeah. for cheering us up. Thanks. I wish the aliens would hurry up and invade and give us this new power source and sort things out and stop hiding. That'd yeah. be it sorted. My thing is, right, <laughs> because I just by instinct don't like electric cars. Now, I always preface this by saying I've never driven one. so Don't want to drive one, don't care. Don't want to. And I, I kind of hate speaking on something that I don't feel I'm really fully informed on. But I saw an advert. We were at the cinema in the week there. And it was for like... I don't know, some energy company. They said 75% of our emissions or carbon footprint or whatever comes from energy. So yeah. they're talking about your electric, your heating, all that kind of stuff. So is that for that 75%, fix that. Yeah, don't target 25% of motoring or Which whatever. Which is obviously a far, far smaller yeah. proportion. Because it'll not be that full 25% as motoring. No. Yeah, because you'll have transport for other things, like goods transport and freight, that kind of thing. So if 75% is energy, there's your win. Go to renewable sources for electric. And then you'll be able to charge your fucking posy electric cars if you want. But... Preach, yeah. sister, oh, preach. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, give us a fun topic there. Uh, <laughs> fun topic quickly, I'll have to flick through here. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, here, here's something here, yep. Uh, just talk about Ben Lawrence, the legend that is. Yes. And his charity drive. Um, it was named Mullen to Mizen for my mate. It was the Facebook page. So we're chatting about uh, to Ben about this at our Rise and Shine co- coffee morning. Well, the funny thing was, Ben said, don't mention it on the podcast uh, because I haven't anything nailed down. And then the next day, the, the next, next day, day he was he's gone. like, I'm off. <laughs> I, I was on Facebook going, did I have a stroke? Did he say he was going to do this? I think the I think the weather was changing quite bad and that's where he was panicking about yeah. he wanted to get on the road and do it. So a bit of background to this, uh, one of Ben's good friends, Tan, um, she runs a, uh, she has a business, I think she's in England, isn't she? Yeah. Um, she was diagnosed with cancer and she's having to sell her, her closure business and she's in a bit of a pickle so he decided to set up a GoFundMe and drive from the most northerly point which is Malinhead and Donegal to the most southerly point which is Mizen in yeah. Cork it's Cork isn't it it's uh, Cork. Yeah. but not just in a daily driver he done it in his 1960 ish 60, 70 possibly Beetle Beetle with a a turbocharged beetle. Yeah, no, so heater. Own, no heater. No No. Well, it was a new suspension. No it's quite bonds. low. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ben being Ben, he documented the whole thing, which was amazing. It was really entertaining. And he's, he should have his own TV show, Ben, let's face it. Yeah, he's so good at that kind of yeah. thing. So he documented it really, really well. And the GoFundMe page went mental. And the last time I looked on it, he had raised £6,408. So absolute legend Ben he, he did say he was leaving it open too so if anybody yeah. wants to donate that give us a shout we can send you the link over I think the car community just got behind him because he's such a nice guy and yeah. um, good cause so well done 
Yeah, no, it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, and brilliant. A really good cause. I, he rang me when we were in Scotland last weekend. Just He rang everybody who donated. He tried to get in contact with them yeah. personally. He rang and he was saying, like, you know what it's like in an older car, you know, back roads. He says, like, when you're going up the, a mountain in a beetle and, like, the headlights don't shine more than, like, two metres in front of you kind of thing, he says it's actually proper scary. Yeah. He says, like, you're 18, you don't care about those things when you're 48, you do your mortality's <laughs> kicking in like yeah. you're starting to think about it <laughs> um I don't, I don't think the beetle i think it was a the fan belt or something yeah like i think you change the fan belt which on the beetle guys i think is quite regular because it's better to change it before it goes kind yeah. of thing but that's that like that engine he well he talked about it on the podcast with us that he built it himself it was like a 12 or 1300 that had no history with it and he put the nova turbo onto it and i think it's set steady like long run 65 mile an hour no problem yeah. which is pretty good for a beetle like it was pretty good to watch. I enjoyed that. Very enjoyable. Uh, just off the back of that, we have another charity mentioned just from the Park and Shell Waterford guys. They're doing a toy drive, uh, I believe, on the 11th of December. You can give those guys a shout on their Instagram or Facebook about where you can donate. It's, I think, with COVID regulation, things have to be new toys, obviously. But if you head up their Instagram or Facebook, as I say, they'll tell you where or when you can donate to them. So there's plenty of good charity stuff going on at the minute, yeah, which is absolutely. good to see. And just before I forget, we're going to have, GTA and I are going to have a charity event in the next couple of weeks. There'll be more news on that very soon. Very good. So what's social media on it? Yep. Keep your eyes Excellent. On. More bad news, I'm afraid. Oh no. You have only two years left. Dr. Doom this morning. Oh, indeed. To buy a Dodge Hellcat. <laughs> yes, I did see this. Dodge, like the last line of defense. The guys here are just throwing big engines into little cars. Well, not little compared to what we get, but they're just the sort of guys are real lines of coke and then go and more come up with this engine into. <laughs> there, yeah, no more. so we're used to the the big engines and stuff all going away and going to electric and hybrid and tiny petrol turbo stupid cars. But the Americans have been still flying the flag for big silly engines and freedom and freedom and eagles and. All that good stuff. But even in the land of the free, that silliness has an expiry date. And uh, Dodge have announced that the Challenger and Charger Hellcats are going to be for the chop. So what's that, 2024, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about emissions. You know you know why. Yeah. Like, but uh, the, the one thing they're trying to do is they're pushing this e-muscle thing. They're calling it e-muscle, which I don't really think works very well. Like, Yeah, the production Dodge Electric Muscle Car, in inverted commas, is set to debut in 2024. It'll probably look quite so, good, because yeah. I think Dodge have nailed that like classic muscle car style. It's been modernized, and they've kept the original lines quite well. But it's just going to lose all the, the fun. It'll probably still do plenty of burnouts, but it'll just not sound as good. No, it won't sound like anything. I was, no. wa- I was watching... Is the Hoonigan channel or Jimmy Oaks? Uh-huh. When they're at Vegas. That Mac E. The Mac E go around. It's just weird. It's not the same. No. I just can't get on board with it. Need some thunder noises. I still love to drive something like that. Some no, I'm sure that stuff. to drive, it's just unreal. Unnerving how quick it is. I'd, lo- I'd love to be proved wrong, but I still, for me, I think I always said about like the VR6s, like I know they're not fast, but it's not about out and out speed for me. It's, you know, the it's enjoyment of driving it. You get the sound, you know, that's what I... It's my Dri- thing. Driving is about your senses, your hearing, your sight, your feel. Yep. So you take away one of them, which is not the same. Classic F one cars, and you look and go, look at, like, hear that, you know, the sound of it. You know, yeah. that's it's all part of it. Like and that's what you're going to miss. Any more than that, Lee? Is it you? No, I'm too sad. Too sad. 
<laughs> Don't be sad. Well, I've got... I mean, it's probably not like I was ever going to buy one anyway, but you know, it's nice, it's to, nice see. to know that you could if you wanted to. Well, I don't know if this is... It's definitely not good, but I don't know if it's bad or sad or just outright disgusting. But have you seen the new BMW XM concept? No. I think you mentioned it earlier and I was like, no, and I don't really want to. So to me, it's like uh, Pumbaa from The Lion King has been turned into a car. Look at oh the state my of that. sweet lord. So oh God. if you haven't seen this, folks, Google BMW XM. I, th- I think I've seen somebody put a picture of that in the BMW con. BMW, please stop. Stop this now. Yeah. It's, he's already dead. Stop <laughs> it. Um, Is it electric? It's Yes, it's a hybrid. So it doesn't even need fucking grills then? Well, it's a hybrid, so it, no, it does. It's a V8. Um, <laughs> so it's a V8 with electric motor. Let's see the front of it. Is it Daniela, Daniela Westbrook nostrils? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, 750 horsepower, 1,000 meters of torque, all the impressive figures, aimed to produce these late 2022. And they're going to be upwards of £150,000, which is insane. So just off the back of that, I'd like to announce or congratulate the head of design at BMW, who's just been appointed, Stevie Wonder. As you can see, he's doing a fantastic <laughs> job, Stevie, keep it up. This kind of dispels the myth that Stevie can see, because if he could see, he wouldn't design that, as that is rough. It's the size of an X7, so an X7's quite oh, a big, big vehicle. Yeah. Um, 750 horsepower, that's even without weight. I mean, weight, a small child could definitely get sucked into one of those. I could get sucked into that, and I'm a fat shite. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, the, the depressing thing about this is, too, is this is technically the successor to the M1. No way. Well, think about it. The M1's the only M-exclusive car. Every other M3 know. has had, you know, the 3, three series. series yeah. Like, this is the successor, technically, which makes it even worse. But yeah, it's absolutely hideous. Here's a thing it will tell you how big that thing is. Those are 23s on it. Drop that bit on the 23s. And they look like 20s on it. Yeah. So... That's, and the wings uh, look the size of the grills. And the whole thing has been uh, designed with a ruler. So, yeah, it's the Cybertruck effect. It is the Cybertruck. Wonder if that got the, the baseball-proof windows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's me on that one. Um, just a bit of car spotting on the internet. You know, you, you look at things for sale. Always. And stuff like that. One thing I noticed in Piston Heads was a 1981 M1, just following on from your BMW story. Uh, 2,000 miles on it. So that's the grandfather of the M cars. Uh, the Group 4 era. This is one of 486 that were made. So 277 brakes, something like that. Is listed at £725,000. Of course. Oh, Here. I'd rather pay that snip. than buy that thing. That XM. <laughs> <laughs> the second car I noticed was, I don't know if you've ever seen that going up Santa Pod. Uh, we're just I, looking at it. I've pe- seen videos and stuff. It's basically the drag Bentley Continental. So this is a road legal Bentley Continental with 3,000 brake horsepower. I always wondered when that was built, why? You know, it's a heavy car to start with. Yeah. Um, so the answer to that is because you can. True. So John Webster built it uh, a few years ago at the cost of over £300,000. It's a 7 second, 200 mile an hour plus car. It has a 10.2 litre twin turbo engine in it with a Rossler 3 speed transmission. Yeah, I think um, it's an American engine. Serious piece of kit, fully road legal, two seats. Um, yours for 150000 or nearest offer. Probably a bargain considering how much it costs to build. Yeah. Well, it says ready to run, just returned from full check over and work completed at John Webster. So it's, nice. it's 
ready to go out the door. Probably doesn't have the creature comforts of the original Continental, like, but probably has more creature comforts than our house. Probably has more creature comforts <laughs> than the Jetta, I'd say. <laughs> what is uh, it to say? You can sleep in your car, but you can't race your house. Exactly. <laughs> Get our uh, boss, folks. Um, and then somebody went out and built a drag racing shed. Yes. Was, it, was that not... Um, was that not... Ed China. Ed China, yeah. yeah. Um, he built the sofa and the shed, I think. Uh, he holds the land speed record for some yeah. weird, weird furniture. Two quick ones for me then, just is Volkswagen have a new head of battery development from Apple. Which means in two years' time, your new Volkswagen your will no longer will work. Be compatible and you have to bend it. Exactly. Yeah. You have to buy a new house with a new chi- type you'll charger const- in it. You'll constantly be <laughs> checking your battery health to see if it's below 92% and if you're screwed. Pretty much. Bring it to the Genius Bar. Um, that's quite depressing. And then some local show news. The JPCCNI, which I all struggle to say, guys are running their show with the docks on the 24th of July, 2022. So... That'll be good for the Jap guys down in the Titanic Exhibition Centre, I think it is. Cool. Well done. Which is funny, I was saying to you Nigel the other day, I haven't, you know, nothing happens, nothing anymore, and there we go, there's a show. Yeah. Someone who's listening. So that's me out of news then. Uh, my final thing was, I just read this this morning, motorbike racing legend John McGuinness uh-huh. has announced he's rejoining the Honda team for next year for the Northwest and the Isle of Man. So what, what age would John McGuinness be now? He's turning 50 what? in April. I was just going to say, geez, that man, he's like addicted to cocaine. He's addicted to those uh, uh, The road racers are just a different yeah. breed of person, like, aren't they? So uh, 23-time TT winner. And I don't know how many races. It's probably in this article somewhere, but you can't deny the... Impressiveness of that. Oh, he's yeah. good at an old press conference, John. <laughs> he's good crack. Yes. <laughs> I'd say he's a well man on the night out. I would say, but that mentality, those guys need to be that sort of part of the brain that's slightly missing that you go. They're basically maybe you're not guaranteed idea. tomorrow, might as well live today. Yeah. So them boys are guaranteed a, a lot yeah. less tomorrow <laughs> than we are, to be fair. <laughs> they have another younger rider also on the team, but uh, yeah, McGuinness is back. And um, hopefully that means, well. If he, they've announced that, obviously it means TT's going to go ahead. Well, that's true. Actually, yeah. the last couple Excellent. of years. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was some flood of people at that more than usual who yeah. haven't got their TT fixes last while then. So, yeah, good news on the Excellent. motoring front. Um, sorry, I actually have one last one, and it's quite a sad one, is just mention the passing of Frank Williams from the Williams F1 team. So, uh, Sir Francis Owen Garbert Williams, a.k.a. Frank, so he started the team in 1977 and was team principal right up until last year, I want to say. No, I, was, I think he stood down and let the daughter in, Claire, was it not? True, actually, yeah. A few yeah. years back, because I watched the Williams documentary last year, the year before. Funny, we only discovered it there recently and I haven't watched it yet. It's very good. Um, so he built the team up to take seven driver's titles and nine constructor wins. Back before I was in Def One, like when I was in my teens, I believe Williams would have been oh paramount. Yeah, because I even I knew of the Williams team, and I didn't watch F One. Knew from yeah. friends and things I like got some of the drivers I drove under. Me had Ralph Schumacher, Pablo Montoya, Damon Hill, Nigel Mansell with his big moustache, Kiki Rosberg, Alan Prost, Senna as well. Um, like just fantastic to see the things that he did in life, and obviously from his accident didn't let him hold him back any I think the accident where he did um, lose power of his legs I think it was it was in Portugal or Spain at a practice yes. weekend or something and they were in it was like an old Sierra or something no, they were going out the road to the airport or something and just unfortunate yeah. wrong place wrong time kind of thing but yeah it's uh, as sad as it is to see somebody like that passing it's good to see someone who's done something with their life and 
watching the documentary you realize how completely obsessed Mm -hmm. obsessed like you hear claire talking about it like she you know he's just so into she was in the company to see her dad basically because (laughs) he was never home (laughs) yeah i think we'll have to stick out in the watch list for ourselves then well that's that's me frank yep so we'll move on then to youtube so nigel you're normally mr youtube um yeah just just a few YouTube's no great detail because it's been a hectic couple of weeks as usual. So the first thing I want to talk about is a new channel I've sort of started to watch. It came up in my suggested feed. If you're watching certain things, the algorithm will pick up and here you might like this. And I'm a fan of cafe racer motorcycles. So there's a channel called Freddy Dobbs, an Englishman um, who has various classic cafe racer type bikes and just some really good interesting um videos he's, he has he's been doing it for a while now and does he build the bikes um no he just sort of buys sells buys, has drives, road trips that kind of thing it's like his road trip type stuff and reviews of bikes and stuff like that there but recently he's moved out to I forget which I think it's Tenerife he's moved out to well like Canarians and so he's doing all these videos driving around all the Canarians to me I would hold a lot in the Canary Islands and it's just interesting to see him driving around all the lovely meet. weather too as well yeah yeah so uh yeah, if you're into motorbikes, cafe racers in particular, it might be something you might want to check out. Um, I found it quite interesting. My first one then is one that we'll probably all have seen, and most of the listeners I imagine have seen, is Hoonicorn versus the World 2, the second series. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. So I think by the time this goes out, there should be probably three out by that stage, so I'll not worry about spoiling it for anybody, but Ken's daughter, we had predicted that it was going to be... Uh, Travis Pastrana was driving and we were very wrong so Travis Pepperoni yes <laughs> so it's uh, Ken's 14 year old daughter is now the wheel of the hoon she is not scared no, to drive that she thing. can drive um, so she actually has a bit on her own Instagram page it's like a series like a five minute video series I think there's three or four of them about how she was trained and um, one of the people she actually trained with was Donkmaster right so that's where the shit talking comes in ah um which is absolutely amazing. No, the girl can drive. Like the first one, she's up against a, an NHRA 4,000 horsepower Camaro, I think it is. Yeah. And just trees your guy, gets off the line straight before him. Like, and you're like, that's super impressive. But I suppose at that age too, you have that reaction time, you know, is yeah. so fast. I don't care how many times you watch that unicorn launch. It is insane. I, yeah, I can just watch it over and over. It's just, the way it launches and goes, it's just... And then, do you think it's was it reported twelve or fourteen hundred horsepower? Not a chance. I said Lee Lord. It must be well over two grand. I easily. It yeah. has to be. If that thing's fourteen hundred horsepower, I'm the world's fattest ballerina. Like he's going up against, <laughs> and I am not. I am <laughs> the, not twinkle toes. The, that car is going up against fifteen hundred brake horsepower stuff and just eating them. Well, the example of that was the most recent episode. There was the two thousand horsepower GTR. So yeah. they're both all wheel drive. The GTR is slightly heavier, but not by a whole lot, and they were fairly close. I noticed on the takeoff, it was just lighting the tires. Yeah, well, that's what I said to Lee too. Like it's doing a burnout, four wheel drive burnout. To First, second gear is just smoking. Yeah. Uh, the impressive thing about that is too that car is not built for drag racing. No, and, you know that's what I really like about it. Um, the other thing too is the the NASCAR engine that it's based on is nine hundred horsepower. Plus, it has two turbos on top of that. So you tell me two turbos have only given it 500 horsepower? Yeah, Not a chance. Yeah. 
So yeah, there's no way that's fourteen hundred. I would say that fourteen hundred is the lowest setting. Uh, yeah, get a few beep boops in there. Wastegate pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the wastegate's wired open on her. Yeah, or wired shut. Sorry. Yeah, uh, absolutely incredible series. The guys are just they found a formula that works, and it's definitely working for everybody. Mine's not strictly YouTube, but it's kind of media related, so I just thought I'd put it in here. Uh, MotoGP officially announced an eight-part docu-series to air on Amazon Prime Video in 2022, based on the events of the 2021 season. So obviously they've seen Drive to Survive and gone, hey, hey. Is it called Ride to Survive? <laughs> <laughs> Can't see us. Can't see us. Um, Yet to be titled series will be distributed on Amazon Prime in 2022. Uh, the series will feature eight 50 minute episodes and ex- offer exclusive behind the scenes footage from the 2021 MotoGP season, following various writers, teams, and storylines. Well, I think when we first talked about Drive to Survive, Nigel, you'd said that WRC were looking at doing something. Yeah. They've obviously slept on it because there's MotoGP in on something similar now. The, the, the ratings from Drive to Survive are insane. So the industry, is, industry, I can almost speak, the industry is obviously going, holy shit, let's get on this quick. Well, there's like, Lee and I are prime example of people who actively avoided F1, like had zero interest in it, would have said it was boring. And after watching that, like, there's you get people, sucked into there's it. There's people... I've seen, I follow on social media, have no interest in cars whatsoever, but because of lockdown, whatever, have watched Dread Survive and now follow F1 because yeah. of that there. Well, I don't think we've missed a race from Silverstone, have we? No. And like, I say for us, that's incredible. From what I can understand, F1 have been trying to get more viewers in and then they've basically let the lower teams in Series 1 and then realised, holy shit, and they just opened the doors and just Aye. said, hey, come on ahead, work away. When you seen Mercedes in on it, yeah. you know, that was that was yeah. it. Because I think Ferrari refused in the first scene, they just went, nah, you're alright. Not doing it. And I think they just went, no, you're doing it. No, yeah, it's, uh, it's probably that love-hate thing too, because they know it's going to push people towards their team or to like their drivers, but then at the same time, you have no privacy with uh, Oh, apparently Netflix. Verstappen's been kicking off and being like, no, they portray things this way and but you know, they show it's these rivalries do. that don't exist and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but you're a short-tempered wee dick. So, yeah, you know. Him, him and Lewis are best mates. This season, <laughs> best <laughs> mates. This season series will be brilliant. Uh, yeah, that'll be fun to watch. No, I'm looking forward it's looking, to it. It's looking like a great final two races. Like, everything's up in the air. That's, mm. We're off to watch it tomorrow, and then we'll probably watch the other the final at home then. So I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. That you for YouTube? Just a final mention of the Drift Games guys out in America. I think I mentioned the last time. I haven't actually got to watch any of this yet. Uh, so Dave is now, well, they're all back home now, but their vlogs are way behind because it's been a hectic two weeks. And uh-huh. Trying to get it out. Basically, by the time this goes out, there'll be now, I think there are about five videos deep into it. But there'll probably be another month's worth of videos come out because they've went to various places around America on their trip and they've finished off at Adam LZ and Drift HQ. There's somewhere else they went out in Florida, but uh, I'd say there'll be some great videos following through from that. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to. That's like something I let build up and then rinse yeah. them all over yeah. some nights kind of thing. No, so I think Dave, he, he ran the Drift Games event in Mondello. Yeah. Last weekend or the weekend before, and then flew finished out. it and flew out the Sunday night straight to uh, LA. That's impressive. Him. But here you wouldn't want to miss it yourself, no. would you? I'd say he's got it because he didn't get the drift on thing. Aye, he he arrived I think just at the end of drift week, but then they had another week or two of content and stuff to do in the Aye. in the states. Aye, if you're going there, you're going to make it worth your while, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Just on sort of social media stuff like that. There, then um, a podcast that you might be, might be interested in listening to. 
Chris Harris, uh, my man crush, his Collecting Cars podcast recently, he put up a interview with Andreas Pruninger, I think it's pronounced. So he's basically Mr. Vysak. Um, oh, right, yeah. He's the guy that's been uh, the, the lead on GT cars since the 996. And uh, just interesting, listen to his backstory, how he came into it, um, his ideology around the car, the way he's improved cars. Um, I think the interview's an hour and a half and definitely worth listening to. Yeah, that's somebody's going to know what they're talking about now. Yeah. That, that'll be fun. Just think it'd be good because if you're listening right now, you're listening to a podcast about cars, hopefully. And uh, yeah, there's a. You could listen to different podcasts with yeah. people that know what they're talking about. I like to get. <laughs> I, I, yeah, <laughs> factual. Um, I like, like to get recommendations, so I recommend that one. Thank you. Excellent. So, just before we go into our main topic, which obviously this week is about our Christmas present gifts, this one ties in quite well. So, it's our sponsor, Reload.Global. Reload.Global are an enthusiast owned brand bringing you all the best in retro motorsport goods. Based in Northern Ireland, they're also the official stockers for 8380 Labs products in the UK and Europe. So head over to Reload.Global to find everything from garage bonners, stickers and air fresheners to clothing and all things retro motorsport. So as I say, folks, it's Christmas time. Gifts are needed. So check them out. So yes, we'll dive right in then to the main topic. Uh, Christmas presents are recommendations. So as I said, uh, we did an episode similar to this last year. This year was kind of getting difficult because you didn't want to repeat stuff that you'd done last year. You don't and, want the uh, mediocre stuff either. You know, you want no, something you want a bit different. something good or something that people might actually want rather than cluttering up your house or your garage with knickknacks that you don't really want. Um, so we've kept it so, uh, same categories as last year, uh, the kind of price bands. Mine are definitely a bit looser than last year where yeah. they're... They're in and around the price. They're de- not necessarily right in the price bracket, but they're as close as I could get. Yeah, so our price bands are £10, £30, £50, £100, and then on a limited category for silly stuff. dream gifts. Just more like for yourself, yeah. <laughs> so if you're paying anybody in the limited gift, yeah, you're that's a good friend. Yeah, be our friends, please. <laughs> so who wants to kick it off? I'll kick into it. So £10 category, mm-hmm. this, would, this would be sort of... Secret, Secret Santa, Santa yeah. category. Yeah, stocking fillers, you know, that kind of thing. So I seen this thing on when I was looking about, and it's like a piss take sort of packaged uh, 10 mil socket uh, for that person who always losing their 10 mil. It's packaged up all nicely, and so it's a missing 10 mil socket, uh, 3 eighth drive, chrome vanadium, 10 mil uh, hex socket, and it's... Uh, I've got a Is this the wall-mounted one? So it's all, it says missing on it and all the rest. So yep. if, you, if you want to take a mic out of somebody. So <laughs> on the packaging, it says missing, the missing tool company. Uh, hello, is it the 10 mil you're looking for for that person <laughs> who is always losing their 10 mil? And you can find that at www.true slash tension.co.uk on a six pound plus postage. That's one of those things that's a piss tech, but it actually will get used at some yeah, point. Yeah. Yep. And it'll still get lost. Of course. It'll go missing as well. <laughs> really? My first one, um, it's... As I say, in and around 10 to 20 pounds, depending on what spec you go for. Uh, pretty practical as well. It's a 12 volt tar inflator. Yes. Oh. A good practical gift. Everyone should have one of these in their car. Bit. Yep. Unless, like the Jetta, you don't actually have a outlet for it. Aye, true. Yeah. There's no 12 <laughs> volt socket in those old yokes. But um, you can get them analog, digital, 
you know, the price kind of varies between whether you can have the ones with the presets on them or whether there's just like an analog gauge, I blow it how up long it the stops. cables are, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, for everybody, get one. Yeah, it's one of those gifts that'll pull you out of a hole. Buy a gift for yourself. <laughs> um, my first one's a bit of a fun one then, so everyone loves or, it. Or are not fun, Lee. <laughs> These are practical. <laughs> I have practical too, don't worry. Uh, I'm just breaking up the, uh, the seriousness. So everyone loves Hot Wheels cars. Most of us would agree up with them or the Matchbox stuff. So I kind of thought you can buy them the likes of Tesco's or Smith's toy stores for like £1.50 each. So six or seven of those is in around a bit of tenner. And you can get a mix and match selection for people to add to their collection. Yeah, they're very cute. Yep, I like those. So we're moving into the £30 category now. Oh, have you only won? What? In £10? Aye. Yeah. Have you won freeze category? Yeah, we have oh, no, three. We have three freeze category. <laughs> Well, then don't worry. We, we'll talk on. Lee, what ah. have you got? You're hungover. You get a bye balls, That's right? right. I just, <laughs> I just poke in every so often. You would, we ha- we haven't conferred on these beforehand. No. So you might find some of us cross over on some stuff. You wouldn't know. Um, my next one in the ten pound category is a beanie hat with an LED light in it. Ah. So rather than a head torch, yeah, it's actually a hat with a built-in. My, my mum bought me a head torch and I laughed. And then, see, when I was working at the Bora, it's oh, so handy when you could use it. The light's it. where you're looking. Yeah, so a beanie hat again in winter would be a good job. Yeah, so it's like quite flat, obviously, because LEDs now, they're little small cells. They're not. It's not a big bulky torch. It's just flat. It sits in the kind of folded over woolly flap, bit yeah. of the hat. Um, you can take it out then, obviously, for washing and recharging. And uh, so handy for garage workshop as well as cycling dog walking late night barbecuing nigel yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's that's your thing. you can you, also you get can, you can look at your charcoal it's not lit oh <laughs> we'll not mention that that's a sore point <laughs> uh you can also get a version of these that have a bluetooth speaker in them as well right but i don't really know what the sound quality would be like probably crap um so it might be all right if you're just wanting some background noise while you're working or if you want to talk hands-free on your phone. Yeah. Or hey, you can have Reload Podcast playing in the background. You can indeed. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, if you want a decent sound quality, probably go for a proper Bluetooth speaker. But um, for the head torch, that's the job. For the torch, it's definitely brilliant. Uh, my next one then, a small piece from a company called CherryMade.com. They're actually like cutouts of famous race circuits from around the world so just like an acrylic cutout that come you can pretty much spec them in any color you want and any circuit that you want come with like a little stand so you can wall mount them or mount them on a desk and they're actually right in at 10 pounds each which is quite cool that's cool nice little conversation piece for your desk yeah um my next one similarly to last year i had a selection of books that are in around the kind of £10 price mark. So I have three suggestions here, but generally a book. It's a pretty good gift. The first one is Boring Car Trivia 3 by Richard Porter. So there's also one and two. Uh, You (laughs) wonder how you got to three. (laughs) So did you know that a Bond girl helped develop the Volvo XC90? I did not. That's just one of the boring facts compiled by Richard Porter, Grand Tour and former Top Gear script editor. Oh, very good. Um... So just goes to show there's a lot of nerdy information out there if he's up to book number three. And Clarkson didn't hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we know of. Nope. Well, if he went from the Top Gear to the Grand Tour, he must have been all right. <laughs> uh, the next one is a book called Never Stop Driving 
So it's uh, similar to one that I suggested last year, um, all about how cars are more than just transport. They're part of the culture about why we love cars and driving. This one has a kind of a four part and there's various different authors in it. And, and there's kind of a interviews and stuff from Jay Leno, Zach Bowman, Larry Webster, and um, one of the guys from Haggerty. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's about 11 quid, I think, on Amazon. And then my last suggestion is, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll know one of the most successful Amazon TV series of all time came out this year, Clarkson's Farm. Oh, yeah, absolutely awesome. Uh, there's now a companion book came out last month. Uh, though originally it was speculated it might contain more behind-the-scenes stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks now like that it's come out. It's actually just a collection of Clarkson's newspaper columns oh, that right. cover the farm, which is what a lot of his books are. It's just like a collection of his. From, yeah, the articles from the... Yeah. So if you've already read those, then there's probably not much point in buying it. But if you haven't, probably quite a humorous read. Yeah, most like, of the stuff is, to be fair. He's, is he Times? I think it's the Times, yeah. 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 So that's me. Very good. Uh, I, th- I think they've released it up here as well. Clarkson's Farm. Yeah, because they're that farm shop as well, haven't yeah. they? They've, used it, they've made it using his uh, uh, crops. Crops, yeah. Very good. Uh, my final one then is back into the handy category that you guys started with. And it's a very basic OBD2 scanner. So this is something I actually bought a couple of years ago for clearing, just clearing fall codes and it's the kind of thing that it's not going to be anything like a snap-on OBD2 reader. But it's perfect as the shutter goes up in the MOT as you drive in. Exactly, saying, yes. <laughs> yeah, it could be, it could be. Um, not that it would, you know, support you, that sort of thing. Used responsibly, it's yeah, very yeah. good. Um, say use responsibly also, you can actually diagnose a few things that might be wrong with the car. You know, don't take it for its word, but it'll point you in a general direction. And you can get the likes of this for like 10 to £12 on Amazon, and it just links to your phone. So you just run everything through, like, Torque app or that kind of thing. So that's something I bought myself on a whim, thinking this would be crap, and actually turned out to be very, very handy. Yeah. So for a wee stocking filler or Christmas gift, it's definitely a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to the £30 category, then. Is it yep. you want to kick us off? Yes. I sort of came across this combo deal, basically, when I was looking for stuff. And it's basically... The first thing I was looking at was drinks coasters. Okay. Oh, yes. And they're Speedos. Ah, I like so that. It's oh, they're black, cool. black dials, illuminated um, Speedos. So there's a set of six. And I think it looks pretty bloody cool. Like. Yeah. No, they're smart. I like that. Um, so a nice touch for the coffee table. And you get them on Amazon then? Yeah. They, they were fourteen twenty, but then below it, there's a suggested combo. And they combine that with this pretty cool mug, which is like four stacked tires with handles on it. I like that. So the combo then combined then, I think it's £28 basically. So the mug, yeah, four stack tires with handles. So it's a big, massive. I think it's a four hundred milliliter mug. And your, your you can buy that coasters with coasters in. coming in about twenty eight quid. So I, I'd be very pleased getting that there. Yeah, no, I, I'm a real, I have a real thing about mugs. Even though I don't drink tea or coffee, I like the look of certain mugs. And we have like a kitchen cupboard full of them, and no use for them pretty much. Like I heat peppered sauce in them. Want to do anything else? Yeah. <laughs> really. My first one is something that I actually own and it is genuinely the best automotive product I've used this year, if not in quite a long time. This is quite a recommendation here. I love it. It is the Autofinesse Silk Drying Towel. Yes. It is a game changer. That's the one, Nigel, that everyone used at Cleanfest. Yeah, it was amazing. 
It's I've never seen amazing. anything that holds water and is so light like it. It's super absorbent. You you like you literally set it on the car and just pull it away, and that bit is dry. Yeah. Um, I can dry the whole car. I mean, okay, it's the Jetta, so it's small, but like I don't have to wring it out. You know, it's and then as you said at Clean Fest, like a few different people borrowed it, and it dried Ray's whole transporter van. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, it's almost see through, which is incredible. Cause like, where does the water go? It's so light. It's witchcraft. It's it, is. it is. Yeah, it's class. If you haven't got one, there's other manufacturers make a similar one, you know, but... The, I think Sam's Detail do a good one too, but yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't used it, but it's, it gets a lot of good, good reviews, reviews as well. Yeah. I think the only difference really is the coloured band around the outside. Aye, they're probably all made um, in the same Chinese factory. But yeah, fourteen ninety five. like, it'll change your life, no, no joke. No, no brainer. No yeah. brainer. Uh, my first one then is a very simple one. It's a big film that was out and with COVID regulations and cinema shot, a lot of people might not have got to see it. But it's the Blu-ray of James Bond's No Time to Die and it comes in at £25. It's out already? Yeah. So you can get it on Amazon. So they basically put it in the cinema. Is it still in the cinema? I don't think so at the minute because we were in the cinema to see mm. Ghostbusters really. As soon as that came out of the cinema, must have just buy Straight onto it, yeah. So £25. To buy of. on Amazon? Yeah. To your account? No, to have the physical copy. All right, okay. Yeah. So that's me. My next one is also coasters. You? No. <laughs> uh, they're different though. They're shaped like um, rubber car mats. Oh, very good. I actually have a picture of them. Yeah, they're quite cool. I like that. Oh, they're here. They're cute, aren't they? Ironically, you can't get mats and new cars anymore without paying for them, but you can have them under your beer. <laughs> so they're silicone, they're non-slip, so they'll protect, obviously, your table and your countertops and stuff from hot drinks. So they're a cute wee novelty gift for your house or your garage. Uh, £23 on Amazon. It reminds me of every time I look at them. Do you remember the time I got into Fluffs A4? And he had tar sauced his rubber mats. Oh, yes. He had tar slicked the rubber mats. Okay, they, they were, were so slippy. slippy. <laughs> I remember that. I honestly nearly went on my hoop, like I put one <laughs> foot in the car and went hoop. <laughs> uh, my next one then is a book going on. Another book, off good. The back of Lee here. Um, it's actually recommended by a friend, Jeremy. It's called The Last Open Road by B.S. Levy. And at the minute, it's quite hard to get. They're not printed at the minute, but you can get second-hand copies of it, which sounds a bit stingy, but it's actually really worth the read. It's £32. Um, it tells the story of a young man from New Jersey who becomes involved in the auto road racing scene during his peak in the 50s in America. So it's looking back at a time in America which seems so removed from today kind of thing, where it's just this freedom and you know, a chance to do new things. And post-war, everything's becoming cheaper and more accessible for these people. So it's a, it's a really good read. I'd recommend it. Is it a true story? It's... No, it's... Uh, Dramatised? Kind of based on true life, but okay, it's not cool. 100%, yeah. Uh, my last one in this category, um, probably similar to the heel tread socks and stuff that you guys mentioned last year. Yeah. Um, this time it's wallets um, with car, um, like famous car... Upholstery? Upholstery ah, in it. Ah, cool. So we're talking, you know, Porsche, Volkswagen, BMW, um, Houndstooth... You know, the Interlagos, yeah. Tartan, all that kind of thing. Um, wallet Works with W-E-R-K. Okay. Um, dot com. $40, so about £29 plus shipping. Lovely. And they're cool. That's something different. Have you got a picture of them there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look cool. Don't 
Oh yeah, that's nice and classy looking. Yeah, I like we'll that. Put pictures of these up in the stories. Oh yeah, definitely. Let people see them. Um, my last one then goes back to the, the practical side of things again, and I'm surprised you can get one this cheap now for to fit in this category. Draper do a Wi-Fi bore scope for thirty pounds. Here, that's handy. Yes, um, I've actually been looking at these for work lately. This was sort of put me onto this. You think bore scope, and you think inside engines, and you think I'm never going to be doing that, but just to flick onto your phone you can look in under the car up around the suspension under the dash it's just so simple it makes yeah. life so much easier just to find wee things or have a quick look at something so i say for 30 pounds for a bore scope you can't really beat that now yeah, it just connects cool. to your phone be handy if you're a porsche owner too yes I <laughs> <laughs> check them bores out uh our 50 pounds category then mm-hmm so my first one i don't actually own these yet but i really want them i like the yet <laughs> Um, I don't. You, some of you have probably seen them out and about at shows and stuff. Wheel Woolies. Got a set. Yep. Have you? Yeah. What are, are they these? good? Yeah, they are good. What are they? So they're like brushes for cleaning your wheels. Oh, but they're wool. I have a picture of them here. Ah, yes, yes. So I'll read you the blurb, even though I haven't actually used one yet. <laughs> Nigel can confirm though they're good. Yeah. Uh, designed to solve a problem in the car care world, often it can be hard to clean inside your wheels. Some use thin brushes with bristles attached to metal wires, and while they do work, they can splatter and also scratch your wheels if you're not careful. These brushes are made of soft, 100% polypropylene bristles that wheel wool, so they're a much safer alternative. They're also fully recyclable once they're outdone. Ah, yes. And uh, can fit in any size of wheel opening. They come in three different sizes. There's a 19-inch, 12-inch and 8-inch brushes. They've got nice long handles on them so you can reach. You can also do the likes of door jams, exhausts, all that kind of stuff with them as well. But they're mainly obviously designed for wheels and brake dust and spokes and stuff. That sounds good because I absolutely hate cleaning wheels. Oh, it's a nightmare. Disaster. Sorry, I should have mentioned the price. Uh, $49.99 for the set of three sizes. Perfectly into the category. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one is a detailing one too. It's a detailing bag from Auto Finesse. I love mine. Now, this is something I'm everybody listening will know I'm not a big guy for cleaning cars, but it was actually Yuli had bought me one. Yeah. And it is a game changer. I went from having all my cleaning gear literally in a Tesco bag. In a Tesco bag. bag. Um, <laughs> to having this neat it's the way they're they're let out the compartments you know, perfect storage for everything to hold it yeah. just works really really well you can get them from 30 pounds but the one on 50 pounds is the, the bigger one yeah it's a great size and it's actually a really good investment do you remember the time auto finesse came and took a picture of your car with the auto finesse bag beside it yes and what was in the bag bubble wrap because <laughs> it bubble wrap and about three items that weren't auto finesse <laughs> <laughs> And a Metrosty uh, McGuire's tire gel was definitely in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we had a good laugh at that. You got one for the 50, Nigel? Yep. My is basically a Sealy 2 ton uh, low entry short chassis jack. Oh, yes. Um, That's a good shout. They are on offer uh, from Sealy at the minute. Um, they're only 56 centimeters long and they have a saddle height from 85 mils right up to 385 lift basically is that the multicolored ones yeah the multicolored buy? ones there they're down at 54.95 the minute which I think that's for nothing bloody good like they're small low entry jacks for 50 quid I have a funny feeling real, Stefan bought one of those real mm-hmm. handy to have they come in a variety of colors red, blue, orange and green so you can uh, go all sectarian or football Pick your colors. Whatever. Yep. you can do whatever you want with it you know <laughs> um, yeah I just think that's for that money, how could you beat it like in a yeah. brand name too? So uh, yeah, 
uh, silly dealers. So there's silly dealers everywhere. Ah, you'll be able to get them at any motor factors online or whatever. I think Amazon, they probably list them, list them on Amazon too, you'll find. So well, but that's my recommendation, that category. That's a good shout, I like that. Yeah. My next one is comes in up starting at £95. It's your life in cars artwork. You're, you're stretching the £50 category a bit there. Well, I did the I did this as kind of fifty to a hundred. All oh, right, <laughs> uh, we'll let you wear that. So you basically you send them a list of all the cars that you've owned, colors, specs, all this kind of stuff, and they put them into a big print for you. Yes, I've actually seen that from them before. It's quite cool. So I have a picture of one here. You imagine somebody like Andy Maxwell there. It's currently owns twenty odd cars and a back history of a lot more. Well, that's what it does say on it. It's whether that somebody has a wall big enough to display it on. Yep, that, that was actually in my £100 category. So was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just wiped Nigel out. <laughs> so they can do any vehicle. There's a surcharge for certain vehicles, um, for motorbikes, tractors and things. Cars are all included in the price. Um, you can do, is it up to 100 cars or something I think you can I do on I, it? I thought I read 14. That's quite a difference. Choose from 1 to 100 vehicles per artwork and add your own personalised messages. I'm often wrong. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so actually can, a really smart idea, that. It's yeah. really cool. Like. You can send them pictures and stuff if you want to be really specific about the wheels and stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, they, don't, they won't include any branding or company logos because of copyrights. Okay, fair enough. But other than that, yeah, they're, they're cool. My next one, the £50 category, is a wallet as well, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's similar kind of vein to the material used, but it's actually a carbon fibre wallet. Oh, So cool. it's from a UK company called Simply Carbon Fibre, who do, like, literally everything, they do carbon fibre sunglasses, carbon fibre hats, Andy Maxwell wants to go lightweight sometime, the man's <laughs> sorted. Um, but this is like a flexible carbon fibre material that it's made from, so it's pretty cool, and it comes in at £46. Nice. My last one in this category is for the dickhead in your life who has literally everything. You. <laughs> You're <laughs> Probably <mine. laughs> me. But if you really want to style up your garage, you can get a personalised or artworky fire extinguisher. Just what so you need. If you want to look bougie when you're putting out your project car, yes. this yes. went on fire, I like this it. is the thing for you. I, I want one with flames on it. <laughs> So you can get all kinds of designs and stuff. Now you can buy the whole extinguisher um, for between kind of 75 to 120 quid. What I was thinking was, surely you could buy a normal extinguisher and get like Blackwater Graphics or something to do you like yes. a wrap for it. That's That knocks that back into a cheaper category again, yes. but yes, that's good. <laughs> um, the ones that I do like, there's like a copper one. It's just like plain copper uh-huh. or like chrome. Yeah, that'd which be I cool. think is actually pretty cool. But you can get them anything from like tins of soap to wine bottles to whatever you want. So yeah, go and for it. An obscure one there. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, my, something probably everybody in a garage is going to need at some point. Yeah, it's definitely a good recommendation to have in a garage. Uh, as I have found out before, my final one, the fifty, then is from a crowd called Black Country Metalworks, and it's you know the old Royal Dutch Shell logo for the petrol. Mm-hmm. It's that, like a 3D cast model of that, but it's actually a wall-mounted key hook, which is quite okay. cool. So it's £45. Oddly, it's not metal. It's fiberglass um, <laughs> from a company called Black Country Metalworks. 
but it's really nice real rustic looking thing and they do a few different like castrol and all that kind of thing but that was just the one that sort of caught my eye with it and say it comes in at 46 pounds cool so on to the 100 pound category 100 pound category i've wiped out nigel's unfortunately goodbye <laughs> sorry nigel <laughs> um my first one is obviously because it's me lego of course uh, so I wonder could we do a fact check to see how many times Lego's been mentioned, mentioned in the last 51 episodes. <laughs> it could be like one of those drinking games where you have to take a shot every time Lee mentions Lego. <laughs> Lee would enjoy that. So I have three um, suggestions. I'm hoping some nice person might decide to buy some of these for me. Um, Cough hint. <laughs> <laughs> you already got four. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've mentioned all of these throughout the year. So I'll not uh, linger on them too long. Uh, first on the list is the T2 Transporter Camper, the Turquoise one That's right, with yep. the pop-up roof. The next one is the 1950s red pickup truck. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. The T2 Transporter is actually currently out of stock on lego.com because I checked last night. Yeah, it's going to be a popular one. It's about 150 quid. Uh, the pickup is 120. The Batman Tumbler is back for 2021. It's just been re-released. That's it because it was away. It was, yeah, off again. Um, but ba- it's back. Batman wasn't hating. He was. <laughs> He's on the run from being. It's class. Yeah, it's quite a build. Unfortunately, I already have a the knockoff knock <laughs> tumbler. She, she bought one of the knockoff ones from China. she couldn't get them anymore. Now they've re-released them. You want to see them? Look, they're identical. And who, is this Etsy or what? No, you know, Etsy. Uh, uh, Alibaba? Wish. Wish there's a couple of companies on there, like is it Lupin and all yeah. different ones that do like knockoff. I'll Lego. show you it later on. It's in the living room. You want to see instructions? Like they're identical. It's unbelievable. The only Co- thing that's copyright different has no place in China. It, it does doesn't not. Have, no. It doesn't say Lego on it. That's yeah. the, the bricks don't have Lego like stamped and into them. Savings ways. Oh, like. Well, how much is that tumbler to buy now? Hundred and fifty quid or something. And what did you pay for that? Like twenty five quid. There you go. Oh my word. Yeah, it's some difference. Like. <laughs> But that's the only reason you bought it was because you I couldn't get it. I wouldn't have bought it if, yeah. But like, it was I would a, only buy like stuff that's discontinued. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would buy a, an official Lego set support of support the brand. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Lego need much support like there. Well, I really, <laughs> I still really want they've re-released the ATAT. Yeah, from Star Wars. From Star Wars, seven hundred quid. Yeah. What? No thanks. <laughs> you buy a new house. Um. That you for your Legos. Mm-hmm. My first one in the underground category then is taking us back into the garage, and it's actually looking at getting some sounds. You can play your Reload podcast, as Nigel yes, said absolutely. earlier, mm-hmm. and it was looking at some of like the site radios that you would see on built-in sites. So something De- about Dewalt sort of thing. Yes, yeah. Dewalt, Makita, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, <laughs> uh, and it was actually a Makita one I looked up, but they do have them for pretty much every brand. And they all seem to be either running on your rechargeable batteries or you can plug them into the wall, which is probably what you would do in a garage. So the likes of Makita, it's a, their model number is DMR108. It's battery or 240 volt. It has Bluetooth. It has auxiliary input as well. It charges your phone. It takes abuse, got dust protection and comes in to £110. Nice. So something that, like I've heard a lot of these on site and they're loud you know, the tech getting kicked around, yeah. dust, dirt, a bit of rain kind of thing. So for the garage, it's a perfect, flat sort of environment. So that's my first one. 
my next one up is probably well i'm gonna say for the ladies but not maybe not necessarily gentlemen could also enjoy these as well i wonder where this is going um i don't like the way this particular one is marketed because you'll understand why in a moment you can get various other iterations but this is the one i particularly liked are daffodil eco-friendly seatbelt backpack it's described as vegan (laughs) (laughs) so it's basically a backpack made of recycled seatbelts oh right it's actually cool as fuck oh my goodness that that is brilliant yeah that's smart and that'll wear really well yeah um there's you can get loads of bags like this you know like more messenger bags and handbags and this and that but I, i thought that backpack in particular just looked really cool that's quite cool i like that um, I think it's about 140 quid if I remember right or if I remember rightly yeah um, but yeah it's, it's pretty cool you definitely took liberties in this 100 pound category I like yeah. this <laughs> well my next one's even dearer again oh god <laughs> well I'll bring it back into control then um, nobody on this podcast will not know the name Dennis LeCouf FF Metalworks Denis he does a range of gear knobs he's done them for a few years now and so good yeah if you look at a site, they're in Canadian dollars, which looks really expensive. And when you work it out, it's really not that expensive. Um, they're ranging from like £89 to £118. Pounds. The one that I really like is actually the £89 pound one. It's the Sunday Driver, and it's machined, his logo on the top. And then there's like a band of material around it. So you can have leather. Yeah. Yeah, so he that's can actually match that. It, yeah. to, well, funny, Stefan was in the same. Well, last night, that's the one he would be interested in. But he can match that to like pretty much any OE materials in the car so if you have like bmw leather he can put like a band of the same matching bmw leather on it and that sort of thing would be a good idea to do a group buy or something yeah on that kind of thing get them through let us know yeah have a look on the site contact us organize them yeah even if you were just saving on the postage yeah yeah but it's definitely it's really cool and like i talked to this about him before you look at you can buy like a momo gear knob that anyone can buy for like 80 quid and nobody bats an eyelid and there's like a bespoke made thing it's quite cool so yeah, when I seen that, I was like, yeah, that fits perfectly in the category. Do I like that? But that's yeah, they're class. That one he did for Chuck Revival with the purple, the purple, purple heartwood. heartwood. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. it's gorgeous. Which turns out to be poisonous. Don't breathe that in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he done Ronan's, didn't he? He did one for Ronan. He's done them for uh, Players J. Yeah, and Sam he does Dobbins. the CAE ones as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he's one of the few people that does. No, he the CAE shifter towers that everybody goes for. So they're just like a slot-on nylon thing with a bolt on the top. He actually does one that hides the bolts. So it's like real, you know, like OEM looking. Yeah. Something like that would be quite cool, especially with how many people have that in the car scene. I don't know why it hasn't took off. So push that a bit more, Dennis, as I told you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's me out of the £100 category because I only had two for that one. So you can finish up. Well, mine's mine's more like £200 for this oh, last well, one, to be honest. You're definitely taking liberties here. You need, to, you need to go. You can get cheaper Bring options. Bring back. Um, but this one was the one that I picked. Did you know that there is such a thing as F1 scents? I did not. As in perfumes and aftershaves? Formula One thing. Do they smell like tires? Oh, to Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh BO from Hamilton's helmet. Like Chico when he runs out of water. Not- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What's your favourite type of cheese? <laughs> Guys, lowering the tone. (laughs) Straight to the gutter. Straight to the gutter. (laughs) So there's a cheaper version of these, um, which is about 85 quid, I think. With these, the bottles are apparently shaped or 
based on the design of a, a Formula One chassis. To me, they look like a bowling skittle. Yes, they oh. would. Yes. But there's uh, a collection called the Engineered Collection, which is like a super fancy, like 3D printed ball. Looks a bit like something, you know, like Venom. Ah, yes, yes. So that's the... Oh, yeah, that's smart. I like that. They're nice, aren't they? That'd be like a showpiece, never mind aftershave. Yeah. Um, you can see the bottle inside it there. Yeah. That's what the other ones look like. Only this is like an exoskeleton around it. Yeah. So I'll read you the blurb of the... Oh, that's lovely. You can get various different scents. Uh, this one I've chosen is called... the title. It's called Turn One, an essence of Formula One with accords of burning rubber and salty asphalt. A seamless cohesion of refreshing citrus and the vibrancy of pink pepper represents the symbiotic relationship between the car and the track, racing towards a contrast between... <laughs> Can <laughs> is is anybody believe in this? <laughs> nope. Deep black patchouli and leather, evoking the synthesis of tire and tarmac. It, tar- it smells like brute, basically, is what they're saying. If it's turned one from Silverstone, it's going to be smelling like shite, where Verstappen <laughs> hit the wall and he shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can think of turn one yeah do you know what do yourself a favour and go on and just read some of the descriptions you have a laugh Here, you only you... think fucking wine descriptions are snooty this is a different level like I was talking about this last week there's somebody I was watching and the perfume ads are on and you're just watching the ads going what the hell is this we say this every year because you can't describe the scent can't so describe it just has to be smell something stupid in an advert so that perfume adverts are always really Bullshit. weird kind of Artsy fartsy. So, a woman chasing a fella, or a fella chasing a man. Fall into water or something. Adam Driver run along the beach with a horse. Like, yeah. As you do. Yeah. I always run along the beach with my horse topless. Yeah. There's a vision for you folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more gypsy than Adam Driver, like, wouldn't I? Had <laughs> you? Mm hmm. Uh, so, under our unlimited category, then, this is the. Uh, have the you three dogs. in this? I, yeah, three oh, in this. I dropped the ball, sorry, I have only oh, one. Oh, you're good, you're I good. Do you um, want to kick us off, Lee? I've only got two. Well, then I'll go first, because I have three. First, yeah. Well, my first one, then, is... I'm quite pleased with this one that I found it. And it is in the limited category, but it's still attainable for people. So, we've all heard of people doing, like, drive days and supercars and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, this is a crowd, now, they're mainly based in England, so you'd have to go over. But they're called Chase Car Heroes. Have you seen this? No. So they have loads of different cars, but what really drew my eye was to have like uh, a fairly close replica of the Fast and the Furious Supra, the orange one. They have Dom's Charger, the Two Fast, Two Furious R34 GTR, the Fast and the Furious Eclipse. They have Kit from Knight Rider, they have the Grand Torino from Starskin Hutch, cool. uh, loads of different stuff. And you can actually do like a five car Fast and the Furious package starting from £175. And if you want extra laps and bits and pieces added on, it goes up to like 320. Mm. So I thought that was quite cool. That is cool. Uh, something a bit different than your normal get into Lamborghini. You know, I think they have like Paul Walker's replica Mark 1 Escort, was it in Mexico? The blue yeah, one, the Mexico, things yeah. like that. So I thought when I seen this, I was like, that's that's really cool. Something a bit different and special. Yeah. That's it, yeah. And for the same price as a bottle of fucking Hamilton ball bag aftershave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why would you not? Exactly. <laughs> I bet the car smell better than that. How do you describe this uh, fragrance? Well, I find it comparable to Lewis Hamilton's bull bag sweat. On lap 77. It's truly <laughs> epic. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> With the tang. Oh, do you want to go first, Stanley? Have you, or next, have I'm you going the, first. The so, 
This one was, I was looking up, because we're Formula One people now. Oh, yes, we're authorities in Mine's Formula One. Mine's F1 too here, by the way, just, <laughs> you better not copy me. I have an F1 one as well. <laughs> oh, no, right, well, I'm going next. <laughs> well, mine, I picked the Monaco Grand Prix um, for the ticket package and oh, the right, hotel and, Bells the, and whistles. the yacht hospitality. Oh, just a normal weekend I just away, went yeah. as, as fancy as I could possibly go. That's never good. So included in your package, you get grandstand seating for two days for, with your race tickets, trackside yacht hospitality. Oh, yes. Um, views of the Monaco Marina aboard our exclusive yacht and VIP hospitality. F1 experiences rewards, whatever that is. It's like a club card for Tesco's. And exclusive extras, so you get like a program and a few B. Two pounds off a program. Get a nice t-shirt. <laughs> Bits and pieces of merchandise. Um, you then you get your ground transfers to and from the hotel, back and forward. This was pretty much everything covered. Like it's effortless by the sound of it. Yeah, I picked the closest hotel to the track. There's other ones that you can stay on, and obviously, if you had your transfers and stuff, it doesn't really make that much difference. But I picked the closest one anyway, just for the extravagance. Why not? Uh, one point three kilometers from the track, the Columbus Hotel Monaco, for the steel price of. Eight thousand six hundred and forty-eight pounds and eighty pence per person. Sorry, say that again. Eight thousand six hundred and forty-eight pounds and eighty pence. So seventeen grand of you and I go plus your spending money. Yes. Are you no transported place. from the hotel to the your the track by, yeah. by a man carrying you? <laughs> yeah, a rickshaw. <laughs> yeah. One point three kilometers. Like you'd walk that. <laughs> hey, anybody paying that money's not walking one point three kilometers. The other ones are like twenty kilometers, so they're obviously in like Nice or somewhere. You know, the next kind is of town up. Flights out, or is that just when you get no, there? No, I think that's just when you get there. Oh my oh. good god! I remember Brian O'Neill went to Monaco. Remember him mm-hmm. and the woman, and I think two drinks in a cafe and two ice creams was seventy five euro. <laughs> Nigel, <laughs> Nigel's face says it all. <laughs> That's mental. Yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Now, nothing to brand. I know you're listening, brand. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that's nothing to us, sure. <laughs> that's crazy. Like, so you imagine what you're spending money would be on an F1 weekend plus That'd your flights insane. out. Like, you could probably insane. take the price of those tickets and stuff and double that again. Yeah, I'd just be nuts. But it'd be here for some experience. But oh, it'd be class. There you go. Lovely. Well, do you want to go in case I yeah upstage you here? Let's get in here. <laughs> if you uh, have this one, I'll be impressed. So. This is what I'm suggesting here. This is called an amalgam. I think they're a model company. And they're doing a full-scale replica steering wheel of a Ferrari SF21. So uh, you go to amalgamcollection.com. So amalgam is known for its stunning, highly detailed scale model cars. But this gives Ferrari fans a life-size insight into what F1 drivers Charles Clerk and Carlos Sainz experience in the SF21's cockpit. The full-size replica wheel takes more than 120 hours to build and includes working buttons, switches and paddles. It has been developed using the original CAD designs and paint codes supplied by uh, Scudera Ferrari. Per- perhaps the closest thing you get to driving an actual F1 Ferrari. Um, so, price. Let's get down to the brass tax. I would say that'll not be cheap. It looks absolutely fantastic, and it's yours for the price of four thousand two hundred eighty-five pounds. Oh. <laughs> if that's the price of a replica, imagine what a real one costs. Yeah, them. it must be absolutely insane. Wonder you're bound to be able to buy them at some ridiculous charity auction. The proper ones. Oh yeah. I would just wonder how. Well, much I was make. looking when we were researching this. I looked at a load of Formula One kind of memorabilia and stuff. And they do, there's loads of stuff you can buy, like the wheels made into tables. There's one I saw, which is actually really cool. It's one of the Haas wings 
made into a table. That's quite cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, you can buy like race used bodywork. Mm-hmm. So they obviously just like cut sections out of it, and then it's in a wee kind of perspex thing, saying that it's authentically I... used in this race or whatever. Um, there's loads of stuff. So obviously, once the cars are done, they're just like. There was one that was like the clutch of Hamilton's car made into a clock or something. You know, it was like... Oh, yeah, brilliant. Hoonigan were selling the clutch out of the Hoonicorn there on eBay as well. <laughs> Aye, they're doing a clearance thing yeah. in their the eBay shop. They're just... Steph went on last yeah. night and he says it's sold out. There's nothing on it at all. Everyone's gone. Which I'm not surprised at. Like, I'm surprised they don't brush up the rubber that's in the yard and bottle it or something. Yeah, sir, if any said he was going to auction off his job. <laughs> 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 I would bet. Uh, no, that's cool. I like that. I take it as like a... Like a furniture piece, you know, coffee table setting, that kind of thing, Nigel. Yeah. Aye, no, that's cool. That's good. Um, my next one's actually sort of F1 related too, and it's from a crowd called allracinghelmets.com. So these are actually usable replica helmets. Mm-hmm. So you can pick like anything right back to like 1970 and go in and then select the team or select the driver and mm-hmm. you can get, they'll redo the entire helmet as. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they're ranging pretty much anywhere from between £400 to about £1,000. But it's the fact that they're not, like, approved for racing, but they're approved for road use or mm-hmm. go-kart and that kind of thing. So you could have it as a, a furniture display piece or you can actually use it on the bike or something like that, which yeah. would be pretty cool. So my next one, I thought we could do a little bit of a, an interactive thing. So have any of you heard of the V8 Hotel in Stuttgart? Yes. So... Basically, if you don't know, there's a hotel in Stuttgart called the V8 Hotel and you can stay in these like car themed rooms. The Hoonigan guys actually stayed in that when well, they were funny, over. I, I knew you had said that. So I was thinking actually now more people might know what know it is it. or might have seen it because um, I had looked at this before as a oh, years ago yeah. to do a trip. Um, so I thought, right, so I'll show you the pictures and stuff of the rooms and you can pick one and then I'll tell you what price it is. So you can have found in the barn. Uh huh. Petrol heads, which is like martini livery. Yeah. GPO. Uh huh. British racing, where the bottom of the bed is shaped like I'm gonna say a jag. A jag, or maybe an old Rolls Royce or Bentley or something. Yeah. You've got the Liquimolly room. Is that an E30 bed or E36? Yes. I love that. Yeah, I want the E36 bed. <laughs> Andy um, Totten could make love to me in that bed. <laughs> wow, another image. <laughs> off-road one, which is a Jeep shaped bed. This is the race car bed for adults, isn't it? Yes, it I is. I love this. <laughs> uh, you've got the Le Mans room, Vive la France. No thanks. Which that's a, one of those Citroen DS's, DS's yeah. isn't it? Uh, the Golf room, which looks like a mini yep. done up in the Golf livery. Modern Don't really mini. know why you would want that. Uh, Solitude Revival, the Spark room, which looks like it just has a load of model toys stuck on the wall. Mm-hmm. Forza Italia, which is obviously a Lancia or yep. no, an Alpha. Oh, no, yeah, you're right, sorry. Made in Germany, that's the one Stefan would pick with well, the big Mercedes. It does have a Mercedes at the end of the bed, yeah. The Surprise Room. <laughs> no, I'll not even go there. Airfield Pan Am, bizarrely. Yep. Racing, which has like a podium that your TV sits on. Whoever comes first on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. The Car Wash Room. <laughs> Like, uh, that's for Robin <laughs> cheaper though no uh, he would crack up because it's the big bristles the big bristles <laughs> oh this is so random it's so weird I looked at these before like but I never went into this sort of detail or last one the Mercedes suite with a stack oh, light mark at the, at the, the foot of the, of the bed. bed lovely right so 
Which one would you want? Give me the E30 room. The liquid E36, room. sorry. Yeah, I think that would be my... Either that, cool. that Mercedes one was nice too. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Sorry, but that podium comment was just brilliant, <laughs> Colin. Still laughing. When you're racing, you want to come first? I'm just saying, is there anything interesting in the amenities and features? It's got an E36. I don't need any more. Search and book. Mercedes Suite. The Mercedes Suite is only six hundred and fifty-five euro per night. That's oh, all. Is that all? That's all right. Oh, shut your mouth. Oh, Let's Jesus. go. It's a good thing it's in the uh, unlimited category, isn't it? Who books a car wash room? That's what you want to know. Detailers. Well, I suppose no. No, it'd be yeah. anti detailers. Yeah, I would book the car wash room. Select room. car wash rooms. The room you get if you can't get anywhere else. I think it might be people that rub themselves up and down their bristles. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, the, the themed rooms seem to be in around one hundred and eighty euros a night. Oh, really? But I think it just depends what rooms are available when you book. Oh, fair and enough. And of course, the website's in German, so... God forbid if Germany <laughs> would have a German website. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought that would be good for a little trip away. Yeah, you could try and work that <laughs> in some of the cheap it. nights. Good find. Well, my last one is uh, kind of keeping it local. So it kind of applies to anywhere, but locally here, this would be quite a good one. So I'm sure you guys have heard us, uh, Renas does photography around mm-hmm. Belfast area, Renas B Photography. So he actually does packages where he'll shoot your car for you. Mm-hmm. So the packages, he does like a half day, is £200. I does a full day, is 350 And from the result of that, you can get like printed A3 frames off the car for mm-hmm. like £50. Or he'll do like a bespoke, I've actually seen these in their class. It's like a bespoke photo book off your car. It's like a hard copy it's almost like a fancy dealer brochure type thing mm-hmm. of the photography that he's taken. Um, and it's £100. So by the time you add it up, you could probably spec it up to about £500 if you really wanted to, you know, coming from it. But Renis's photography is absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, it's We're talking earlier about Kane as well, having something similar. You know, you do shoots and you'll do prints and things like that. There's loads of photographers, like even the guys in America listen to this, you know, you're bound to know someone local. If you look it up, you'll find it. But it's a nice gift to say to somebody, well, yeah, they have a nice car, go and get something done of it yeah. properly. So that rounds out my unlimited category. Good shout. Good shout, yeah. So um, hopefully you find some inspiration in there, folks. Get the wallets out. Aye. It's the right time of year for it anyway. <laughs> definitely feeling the pinch. So we had put out for questions for this episode, um, but we weren't sure how long we were going to talk shout for. So turns out quite a, quite a long we time. Talk, yeah. So we'll leave them to the next <laughs> so one. So we'll then, hold yeah. off the questions until the next episode, which will be 52. Yes. Because that's how numbers work. And that will be our two year Christmas anniversary. Party. Yeah. Christmas party. Christmas party episode. And anybody who's listened to the last year's one knows that it's usually chaos, so <laughs> feel Be free prepared. to yep, and send us more questions in, because we'll not have a topic or anything like that. We'll just do news and just news and and questions catch, and up catch up. So if anybody wants to send us more questions or anything, we'll put out before too. So, send something us in. crazy just came into my head. I wonder if we do a live. Just in we could do a live or get people to phone in. We could do something. We'll, we'll try and do work some, out. Just spit some marks on we'll the spot. Yeah. Um, I don't know about a live one, because remember they're trying to corral you two the last time. It was mm. interesting. <laughs> I don't but, yeah. remember. No, you life. don't remember at all. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, you look forward to that one, folks. If you find humor in this one, the next one will be chaos. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for sending your questions. We'll get to them the next time. Um, if you like the podcast, please tell a friend, share, leave us a review. If you all don't like stuff. it, please don't tell anyone, but tell us. What can we do better? To improve, what yeah. do you not like? And share Any it anyway and pretend you like it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, we still really enjoy doing it and hope you still enjoy listening. So we'll round up there. If you want to follow us on social media, I'm assuming most of you probably do at this stage. But if you don't, we can be found collectively at Reload Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. My Instagram is MaxwellHouse46. I'm at VW Boy. And I'm at Connor McCann. Cheers, folks. See you soon. Thanks. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.